welcome to The Lowdown. I'm your host, Shiloh, and you're in the right place if you're ready to dive deep into all things mindset, manifestation, and to sometimes hear that unsolicited big sister advice that you probably didn't know you needed. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a glass of wine, grab that pen and paper, and let's get into it. This is The Lowdown. Hello, hello, everyone. Hi, how are all of you? I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've done an episode, but honestly, uh, the past two weeks have been a little crazy with um, just everything I have going on in my personal life. I have some, you know, big changes coming up and just with the state of the world, honestly, like, or even just our country alone here in the U.S., It's just been a little, I don't know, it just didn't feel right to put out an episode and I just really wasn't there like in my heart. And so I guess um, here I am back two weeks later. I had a couple of you reach out asking where the hell some new episodes are. So here I am, I am back and I just wanted to thank those of you who did reach out and basically kicked me in my ass to get a new episode out and um, uploaded for you guys. But as always, also, thank you to everyone who does continue to listen. Uh, You guys are the ones that continue to push me forward in not only bettering myself by pushing me past my boundaries, but also just for supporting me. It really does mean a lot. So we're just going to jump right into it. But I had asked a few weeks ago for some of you to share some of your horrible dating experiences. I know none of us are alone when it comes to, you know, bad first dates and everything like that. And truly, like for me personally, I love listening to podcast episodes where um, viewers and listeners just like write in and they share their stories. I don't know. I it, it makes it feel like you're talking to a friend. But how many of you were there for the birth of Tinder? I want to say that I was either a junior or senior in high school. I'm pretty positive I was a senior, but it's scary to think that there was an app, or I should say that I was even on an app like that at such a time in my life. I was so young and I definitely should not have been on it. Sorry, mom and dad. Also, disclaimer, Not sure if you guys want to close out of this episode now or not, because I'll probably be sharing a couple (laughs) of my horrible, bad first dates, but whatever. And it's just crazy to think that it's actually probably even scarier now with dating apps, with catfishing, sex trafficking, and just like the world as a whole. It's a little scary, but here we are. I am here to share your stories and my stories about a year and a half ago. So my divorce will be two years ago on in August, but a year and a half ago, I swore off dating apps. And you can ask my friends, I never get hit on at bars. I'm not sure what it is. They always tell me it's because I'm intimidating. And I don't know if that's just how I look, if it's because I have tattoos or what it is. And if it's my tattoos, that's just so funny to me because if you look closely at my tattoos... Although they are like for family members and they actually do have a like strong meaning behind them, they're still goofy. Like, I mean, I have 
a tattoo of pancakes, a stack of pancakes. So (laughs) I don't know. I just, I don't find myself intimidating, but I never get hit on at bars. And most of the time, unless it's through a mutual friend, you tend to meet people at bars. But that doesn't work for me. So right after my divorce, I hopped on dating apps and I'll kind of get back into that. But um, the thing is, <laughs> is there are so many stories that you guys shared with me and some of them are super horrific. Some of them were super funny and just to kind of, you know, for the sake of time and this episode, I only picked a handful, but if this is something that you guys like, then we will definitely do it again and I will share some more stories. So this is the lowdown on online dating and horrible first dates. How do people even date nowadays? Like, do people actually meet IRL (laughs) in real life? Because I am so tired of wasting my energy and my time on online dating apps. And just kind of like a quick little backstory for any new listeners or I guess just little refresh since I love to talk about my divorce so much. (laughs) After my divorce, I hopped on dating apps out of spite. And then I quickly hopped off of them and... um. It's been about a year and a half since I have actually been on dating apps. And it's actually quite funny. Um, I am banned from Bumble, I learned. I couldn't tell you why, but, um, well, I guess Bumble's reasoning when I reached out recently to figure out why I was banned (laughs) was because of bullying and harassment, Um, which if you know me, I am not a bully. I do not harass people. Um, so (laughs) I'm just going to go with, there was a bunch of men that reported my account because I don't put up with bullshit and I'll call you on it right away. So I just don't think that they liked it. But anyways, um, it is a crazy jungle out there full of bad dates. And like I said, today I'm going to share a couple of my own personal bad dates. And let me tell you, there are a lot. So again, disclaimer, mom and dad, I'd appreciate it if you turn this one off, but if you listen, prepare for some stories that you probably wish you didn't hear. Anyways, so going back to what I said, I hopped on dating apps recently, again, um, only to have already deleted them because it's just such a traumatic experience and I am just traumatized and scarred by it, but when I first hopped on dating apps right after my divorce, I only met up with three people. And one of the guys who is going to be the first story that we tell here, um, we're going to call him Mr. Officer. He and I are still great friends. And he has been the one that I have actually seen, you know, a lot of potential in with it possibly going somewhere. But, um, he just doesn't know what he wants, which is the whole situation. And I actually, now that I'm putting this episode and I'm I'm putting this episode out and I'm recording this, I know there's a good handful of guys that I have gone on dates with that listen to this. So have fun trying to figure out which one you are. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so Mr. Officer and I, we had some amazing dates. 
you know, batting cages, grabbing coffee before his shifts, margaritas on a rooftop bar. Um, And it actually ended up that I knew his cousin. And I was actually really good friends with his cousin in the past. But it's just wild that we had never met before. At least it was wild to me. But it seemed like the perfect situationship to get into. He was a beautiful man, personality-wise and look-wise. But it, like I said, it's obvious that he wasn't ready for for commitment. And um, honestly, I just hate wasting my time. And the fact that, like, you know, I'm putting so much energy into someone, but I'm not getting that reciprocated back, is kind of when I start to lose interest. And um, yeah. So if I'm willing to put my free time into something or someone and you're not, then that's kind of says a lot about you. So men and women, if you're listening, whoever, if someone's putting the energy into you and, you know, if you're feeling it, please reciprocate that energy back because it shows and it says a lot about you. Anyways, moving on. So the second guy, we are going to call him Uncle Rico. And I know for a fact that he listens to my podcast. So Uncle Rico, what's up? But it started off like wonderfully. And he actually wasn't around for very long. But then recently he came back. And um, again, it went wonderfully, which is why I actually decided to pursue it until I decided not to pursue it. So we'll get to that in just a second. But anyways, Uncle Rico and I, we went on a great date. And this, I want to say, was probably about a year ago. We went on a great date for lunch. And then on the same day, because the date had gone so well during lunch, we decided to actually grab dinner as well. So, um, yeah, we grabbed lunch, we grabbed dinner all in the same day. And then just something with the conversation just wasn't matching up. And... um, we just kind of slowly stopped talking and it just kind of fizzled out naturally. But fast forward about a year since that date. um, So this past September, past October, I was about to head to Florida and then to Nashville. And as I am, you know, packing up, getting ready for this trip, he actually hits me up. And to be honest, I forget about him, right? But we start talking, conversation's going great, and we decide that after I get back from my trip that we should grab dinner. So I get back, we grab dinner, and everything goes well. And I really like, I really like this guy. I, you know, I'm not sure why the conversation wasn't flowing the first time because the second time around, like, it was amazing. It was great. So of course I want to see him again. Honestly, we see each other two to three times a week. And that's a lot considering that he actually lived 45 minutes away, but we would drive to each other and we would see each other at least three times a week. I met all of his friends. I actually ended up inviting him to a holiday party where he met all of my friends. And um, it was a great, like, it, it was awesome. It was going so good. So here's me thinking, like, wow, this is actually going somewhere, right? Then radio silence. Like, I want to say a good few months of, like, you know, dates, you know, meeting each other's friends, hanging out all the time, um, sleepovers, you know, um, radio silence. And I don't hear from him for a week. And so as an Aries, if you don't know, 
you got to keep my interest. Otherwise, I'm going to get bored. And when I get bored, I just move on. It's kind of like projects and art projects that I've started in the past. I have so many in my closet right now that are half finished because I just get bored with them. So anyways, I move on. Then about a week, week and a half later, he comes back saying that he just needed a minute for himself and that he didn't mean to leave me hanging. Okay, cool. Like, I find that kind of hot that you're, you know, working on yourself and you're focusing on your mental health. Um, You know, communication would have been nice, but whatever. It's cool. I don't hold grudges. (laughs) Well, okay. I shouldn't say that. I don't hold grudges, but um, I will definitely... uh, I guess in a way, I mean, just look at my TikTok videos. You'll see what I mean by that. So anyways, you know, Uncle Rico and I, we start to see each other again and kind of goes back to normal. Like we see each other multiple times a week again and I'm meeting more of his friends. One friend we are going to call Tattoo King. Um, (laughs) And, uh, You know, I start to open up a little bit more to him about how I'm feeling and how I, you know, I really like him and blah, 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 whatever. Again, radio silence. So a few weeks go by and I see a Facebook friend request and a Snapchat ad from Uncle Rico's good friend, Tattoo King, who I met once briefly a few weeks back before all the radio silence. I... (laughs) Because I like to be upfront and honest, I send a screenshot to Uncle Rico so my ass is covered so that he knows that his friend is adding me on Snapchat and on Facebook. And Uncle Rico replies with, yeah, we're all good friends, so it's no harm, no foul. He just thought you were super cool and wanted to add you. Okay, to me, that was already a little fishy. Like, why is one of your best friends adding me when you and I have not talked in quite a few weeks. So anyways, because I like to stir the pot, I add Tattoo King back and I ask him what's up. Long story short, he told Uncle Rico that he was interested in me the night that he met me. And when he told Uncle Rico if he didn't, or I guess he had told Uncle Rico that if he didn't make a move, that he would. So I guess this was, I guess, his way of making a move. Then shortly after, I come to find out that Uncle Rico was actually talking to multiple girls and had seen multiple of them during the same, you know, weeks that we had seen each other and even the same night. Like there was a couple of times during the night that I would go and we'd grab dinner and then he would go and see another girl. So, um, yeah, this was confirmed by Tattoo King and even Uncle Rico's other best friend. I don't have a name from him, but whatever. So, Tattoo King asks me on a date. So, I agree. I go on a date with Uncle or with uh, Tattoo King. And, um, of course, like always, Uncle Rico comes crawling back. And he's literally stalking the shit out of me. He won't leave me alone. He sends me a ton of like reels on IG and posts on IG about relationships. And I ask him, I'm just like, you know, why are you sending me these? Like, you're clearly not interested. And at this time, he obviously doesn't know that I've gone on a date with Tattoo King. But he says that he hopes that him sending all of these, 
you know, memes and videos about relationships that it's going to cure any animosity I have towards him. So I don't understand that. Like, I just, I, I have no animosity towards him whatsoever. So Uncle Rico, if you're listening, I have no animosity towards you. Um, it's just like, why, why are you sending me these videos? Because clearly I don't care. But anyways, he continued, um, he's officially blocked on everything. So Uncle Rico, if you're wondering why you can't see my posts, that is why. Anyways, um, can we talk about ghosting though for a minute? So I don't understand that. Like, why can't, and I don't know if it's just me because I'm like super upfront about my feelings. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, but why not just be upfront? Like, I'd rather someone tell me like, hey, this isn't working out um, or even make up some bullshit excuse and say that, I don't know, like Uncle Rico said, say that you need time for yourself and then just never talk to me again. That's fine. But ghosting to me is just cowardly and it's happened not once, but twice to me. So there's this guy, and we're going to call this guy Drake because he looked exactly like Drake. Um, yeah, I got ghosted by Drake. And the shitty thing is, <laughs> the shitty thing is, is I ran into him at a bar and he proceeded to give me a hug when he saw me because... I don't know if he just thought it was the courteous thing to do or if he honestly thought that um, that nothing was wrong or that he did nothing wrong. But Drake was actually my first in real life encounter uh, with meeting a man since my ex. And my first red flag should have been that I even met him at a bar. <laughs> I mean, that's how I met my uh, ex, and clearly we see how that turned out. But um, my second red flag should have been that he had two kids, and he actually lied to me about it after hanging out at his place a couple times. Um, I had seen kids' toys, like, kind of all over the place, but my dumbass believed that he just babysat his brother's kids from time to time because that's what he told me. I'm just a dumbass. No, obviously that's not the case. Um, and then the third red flag should have been that, <laughs> and I don't know if any of you have listened to um, Call Her Daddy or anything like that, um, but there was an episode where they talk about if you want to know or if you want to learn about a man, just go through his bathroom. <laughs> so if you've never um, listened to Call Her Daddy, there's a tip for you ladies. But, um, so I did that. He had gone out to his car for whatever reason and I ran to the bathroom and there had been like women's skincare products in the shower and whatever. And I, again, I didn't think anything of it. Okay. I just thought that maybe, you know, they were his kids. Cause I found out like that he had kids and then this is when I decided to look in the bathroom and they weren't kids products like no seven-year-old is using Tula no you know 13-year-old is using 
Clinique or any other like high end, like Peter Thomas Roth. No, there's no freaking way that a 13 year old is using that. So that should have been another um, red flag for me that there was clearly another girl. But the other red flag was that he stood me up multiple times. Like after making plans, I would literally sit in my room, makeup, hair, outfit, whatever. I would sit in my room waiting for him to come grab me from my place. Yeah, um, so that was cool. But um, my favorite thing to do now is when we do run into each other, since we both go to the same local bar, is literally act like he doesn't exist. And just when you think, damn Shiloh, you're not officially done with trying to date after all that. No. So I saved my last two. Um, uh, Actually, we'll hop into some of your stories. I saved my last one for, I guess, the best story of them all. And um, here we go. So there was a guy... And I think I just need to stop dating men that live 45 minutes away from me because this guy also lived 45 minutes away from me. And we are going to call him do not answer <laughs> because he is literally, that's what he's under in my phone. Do not, do not answer. So we'll just call him do not answer. But um, basically what happened was, you know, we matched, conversation's going great, Uh, we decide to go on a date, and he says that he wants to plan it, that he wants to surprise me, and um, just to, you know, be ready at this time, on this day, blah, 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 whatever. So um, he picks me up and takes me to dinner at his favorite place to eat. Guess where that is? Dave and Buster's. Yep. So we go to Dave and Buster's. Um, I actually worked at Dave and Buster's as a host for a month. And I hated it. And I honestly have not gone back to Dave and Buster's since. So clearly um, Dave and Buster's is the last place I want to be. But whatever. We go to Dave and Buster's. And we actually do have a good talk. Um, And we actually end up having some fun. I'm a competitive person and I love games. So, um, yeah. I mean, overall, it was a good date. And since it was a good date, obviously, I agree to see him again. And this time, we make plans for me to drive down by him this, this following weekend that rolls around to grab dinner by the lake. So the weekend rolls around and I drive down to him a few hours earlier than our reservation for dinner so that we can just chill and hang out before dinner. And basically, I came to find out that he had just moved to the area and didn't have time to go shopping for his place. So he asks if it would be okay if we ran to Target before dinner for him to pick up some stuff since he won't have time this weekend because of work or whatever freaking weekend. And I'm a pretty laid back person. And like, when it comes to plans, I really don't care um, if things change or if something comes up, whatever. But um, anyways, so I agree. And honestly, who turns down a trip to Target, first of all? So we go, and the whole time he's just making these weird comments and acting like we're in a relationship. And I guess I just think nothing of it. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other ear. 
or just I don't know how to respond to it. And I guess that's, I don't know, is that a coping mechanism? I don't know. I just, I just ignore it and act as if it's not happening. But the whole time he's making these weird comments and, you know, he continues to ask me questions like, you know, what pillows would be better for our couch? Our. Everything he asks me was stated in quotes. Okay, I'm air quoting here. Our, like yours and mine. Hours together. So I thought, oh, maybe he has a roommate. Um, because he did, uh, he had a two-bedroom. And when I had seen his place, like, I didn't go and look um, at the second bedroom. I really didn't even look in his bedroom. I just, I don't know, here I am, <laughs> thinking he has a roommate. Again, way too laid back, and I didn't ask questions. Um, so... I just kind of figured we'd get to know each other over dinner. Well, dinner never dinner never happened, okay? Reservations never happened. We missed them because he was too caught up in which TV stand would be better for our living room. And again, air quotes, our. <laughs> so at this point, I'm a little irritated, but we picked up pizza and we take it back to his place. We walk into his apartment and there's literally nothing there. So he wasn't lying. He must have really just moved in. And we sit on the ground and eat pizza and we have a good conversation about goals about you know what each of us saw for our futures etc then he you know decided to actually show me his place and mind you there's a door that's open and that is clearly the bathroom and then there's you know two other doors so this is where I'm starting to think okay yeah he does have a roommate right um anyways so so he shows me his room literally you know just the mattress it's navy plaid sheets um it's always navy too like why do guys always have navy plaid sheets I don't understand it I thought that was just like a college thing but there's been multiple men that I've had encounters with (laughs) that always have the same freaking sheets I don't know maybe they all get them at Walmart or something but anyways um he takes me to the second door, the door that's closed. And I tell him I feel weird looking in his roommate's room. And this is where he states that he doesn't have a roommate. He opens the door. Mom and dad, (laughs) you can go ahead and close out now if you have made it up to this point. But he opens the door. And I kid you not, it's literally just like I had walked into the sex room in Fifty Shades of Grey. It was wild. I don't even like I don't even think I said anything I think I was just in complete shock and um but at this point like he had broke the silence and he said oh shit I you know I forget I had a package to grab from the mailroom I'll be right back so I knew for a fact I needed to get out of there ASAP and so the first thing I thought to do was fake getting sick from the pizza And I had already told him that, like, when it comes to, you know, gluten, dairy, whatever, like, I have a little bit of an intolerance um, just because, you know, my stomach, whatever. So um, I heard his door open back up and I rush into the bathroom and I'm hiding out in there. And then I told him that I would be out in just a minute. (laughs) This is where... Mom and dad, please, if you are listening, just back out. So I come out of the bathroom, holding my stomach, putting on my best performance, saying that, you know, 
the pizza must have just really done something to me. And, you know, I think I need to head out. Whatever. I don't even remember exactly what I was saying. But I lay my eyes on the package from the mailroom, which he had already opened uh, while I was in, you know, his bathroom trying to figure out what the hell I was going to say. It was opened. What was it? It was a fucking sex machine. I pretend like it was nothing and I can just continue on with my bullshit excuse and that I had to go. Otherwise, I was just going to be no fun. So he walked me out. I told him I texted him when I got back and then I never did. So I guess you could say that I have ghosted someone, but rightfully so that just showing someone that on pretty much the second date (laughs) is a little psychotic to me. So we don't, um, we don't talk to him and yeah. Okay. Actually I do have one last story. I always forget about this story and I don't know why. Um, I think I've just like pushed it so far back in my brain (laughs) to the point where I just want to forget about it. But I am actually going to share one more story, one more personal story. Um, and then I will get on to the submissions that you guys sent me in. But so I'll make this quick as possible. So moving on to my last horror story. Um, (laughs) this guy we are going to call Chris, Chris. And honestly, I don't even, I'm only calling him Chris. It's such a random name, but I'm calling him Chris because that wasn't even his real name when we matched. I think it was on Hinge when we matched on Hinge. Um, so yeah, (laughs) if that says anything about where this story is going, um, Chris wasn't even his real name. So I matched with this beautiful man, but not too beautiful to the point where he didn't seem real. Um, we match, we have, you know, again, great conversation, talk about a bunch of different topics. We text for a few weeks, not even just days. Okay. We text for a few weeks and, um, then we start talking on the phone and I mean, like not FaceTime, but like on the phone phone, like do people even call each other anymore? No. So I kind of thought that was really cool. But anyways, um, we start talking on the phone during the day because this was freshly after my divorce. So I was living at my parents at the time and there was no privacy. And from what I can remember, he lived further away. Um, so it was hard to get our schedules to match up to like, you know, meet up and hang out. And I honestly don't even remember what he said he did for a living. But anyways, so I hate Snapchat. I really do. And the only reason why I still have Snapchat is um, honestly to send videos of me talking about these horror stories to my friend Mackenzie on a daily basis and to see her new baby boy, of course. But um, so this man and I, Chris, were talking on Snapchat here and there. And when he would send a photo, it was always just of the waist down with a caption of like, you know, what are you doing? How are you? And again, since I don't ever, you know, use Snapchat, I would revert the conversation back to texting and answer him there. I just find Snapchat to be sneaky, so I don't like conversations there. I know you can save the chats, but why not just text me at that point, especially if we're not even sending, like, pictures back and forth? So a few more weeks go by, and the convo is still going great. Like, we finally had time on both of our ends where he would be in my area and would like to pick me up and finally take me on a real date and again like this has been like 
a couple months or so, like I would say at least a month and a half to almost two months that we had been talking and we'd never met up. But I was, you know, super excited to meet up with him because, you know, conversations going well. But anyways, obviously I don't need my family butting into my life. So I tell him I'll meet by the lakefront and we can walk to dinner or wherever from there. He agrees. And I'm not sure if it was, you know, my intuition or what, but I tell him that I need an updated photo of him since all I have are the two photos from Hinge. And I want to make sure, and I kind of play it off, like I want to make sure that I'm looking for the right person. He teases me and says that I don't need it because he knows exactly what I look like and could have easily picked me out of a crowd. I ask again, and he sends me one of the two photos I've already seen. So I ask for another one. He sends me the second one. So the second photo that I've already seen. I ask him to stop messing with me and to send me a photo on Snap. This time it's from the neck down, but the bodies don't match. Like he still won't send me a photo of his face. Um, so I asked to see his face. Long story short, I'm sure as you've guessed by now, I was totally catfished. And like the thing is, is like (laughs) I, these two men in these photos, the man that I thought I was talking to and the guy that actually was the guy, (laughs) they don't look anything alike. Um, Long story short, I told him to get lost and lose my number and that next time, you know, he chose to hop on dating apps, that he should actually be himself because he was a really cool guy to talk with. Um, but, you know, if you're not upfront about who you are, then obviously I'm not, no, there's going to be no interest there. But anyways, a month goes by, I don't hear from him. I get a random text and it's, hey, it's me with his name, which we'll call him Chris. So he said, hey, it's me, Chris. Block. Okay. I block it instantly. Another number. Hey, it's Chris again. Blocked. Another month passes. It's Chris. Please don't block this number this time. Blocked. He kept saving my number, but getting a new number so that he could text me and call me. And it got to the point where it was just like ridiculous. And I was ready to get the police involved because it was a little bad. I actually never told my parents about this. But um, after like three or four times of him changing his number and whatnot, I haven't heard from him since. And yeah, so be careful out there, you guys. But going back to, you know, intuition and everything like that, um, some of the stories you guys shared with me actually fall into listening to your intuition. So this submission was from a friend of mine, and to this day, I am honestly still so, so shocked by it. Um, But basically, she had been talking to this doctor, and they were going on dates. And this one time, she had gone over to his place. He asked to fix her drink, and she accepted. Shortly after, she began to slur her words, like stumbling over them as if she was drunk. She began to worry and luckily was able to get home safe But while she was there, she remembered him making odd comments about how he had dead bodies in the closet. Then he would go on to ask if she was an organ donor. Later, stating that he had the bathtub ready with ice. 
that's all she's shared with me. Um, and obviously she made it home just fine. But the biggest thing with dating and especially online dating when meeting up is just be smart. Listen to your gut. If something feels off, get out of there. Um, I actually share my location with my friend Mackenzie and I tell her who I'm meeting up with and where are we going, what we are doing. And I even sometimes share like what I'm wearing um, because sadly, you just never know these days. And as shocking as this story is, whether this guy was joking or not about the dead bodies or the organ donation situation, she was obviously still drugged. And what turned out to be an okay ending, like she obviously is okay um, with her getting home safe and everything, it could have ended very badly. And if she didn't listen to her gut, like, it just, you never know what could have happened. So share your locations, your plans with friends, and let them know when you get home. And I know this episode is already super, super long, so I'm only going to share one more story that was shared with me because I am just so dumbfounded by how gross the male species truly is. Um, I, like, (laughs) when I heard about this story, my mind was just like, what the fuck? So here we go. Someone had shared a story of a guy she used to date. He was half Italian and half Puerto Rican. And this is important as the story goes on. So she starts off by sharing that he lived at home with his parents, which was understandable because he was saving money, yada, yada, yada. He lived about an hour and a half away from her. So she would go and visit him. And this is where she just jumps right into the story. So apparently he was not allowed to use his parents' bathroom. She didn't think much of it, but came to find out that this poor man, I don't even know if, if I want to even call him a poor man, but this this boy, um, she, I guess apparently from what she says, this man had IBS or he had something wrong um, to the point where he couldn't help it. And well, because of that, he couldn't use his parents' bathroom. And I guess apparently he would go downstairs to the broken toilet, which I'm sure, as we all know, broken toilets don't flush. So he would do his business basically on top of old business, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Literally, like from what she says, there were, (laughs) I'm putting in quotes, I am throwing up air quotes right now. Literally, there were piles of shit on top of piles of old shit. So his mom one night made a beautiful Italian dinner, which is why like, you know, him being Italian and Puerto Rican falls into this. She made this beautiful Italian dinner and um, she used like a super rich lamb. And this girl ends up getting sick from it, from how rich the lamb is. And she runs downstairs to vomit. Luckily, she vomits in the sink because she saw what, you know, she had been blind to basically this whole entire relationship And, um, so that's how she found out that that was the reason why he couldn't use his parents' bathroom. But the fact that he was literally going on top of old stuff is just ridiculous to me and makes me never want to date again. Uh, but I guess this dude also couldn't do long distance relationships. Um, and apparently he couldn't do long distances to the toilet either, but, um, he broke up with her because he couldn't do long distance, but ended up that he had hinge behind her back anyways. So yeah, <laughs> um, I'm going to end the episode here. This has been already way too long of an episode, 
Um, but I guess it makes up for the two weeks that I missed. I actually really enjoy reading some of your stories. So I want to hear more. I want you guys to send in like submissions. Um, I will put in the, you know, notes in the description where you guys can send things to. I will do another poll asking for more stories. Um, but yeah, I had fun reading your bad state stories. It actually makes me feel normal. <laughs> like it's actually, you know, it's not fun, but it's not just me. It's the crazy men and women. Um, but yeah, so please continue to share them with me and you might just have your story shared on the internet, on this podcast. (laughs) All right, you guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.